2: Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. (laughs) This is Football Sunday on the Fan. A comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, happy Sunday morning, everybody. A little earlier than
3: usual for us, but uh, we are on 8 to 10 this Sunday. I know people are like, what the hell? Well, I, my mic is also... Yeah, like, who was here? Like, who was this short that was sitting in the... It's, like, it, it's like bent in a, in a direction that doesn't make any sense. Okay. No, now it's rigid. What is... Oh, uh-huh. it's... Who's winning
4: what is occurring? There was, occurring? A, there was a, a freestyle battle in here or something, man, because these <laughs> things, these mics are all out of
3: sorts. I think what it must have been is that somebody was sitting, leaning back, and probably had their feet up.
4: Probably watching, you know.
3: Probably watching whatever it was on the TV. It, and they may, they may have even moved the mic out of the way. So it got rigid and then far away from me. And it's I can't, like, control it like I normally, Look, this is a very big first-world problem, but there, there is a, a rhythm to every person's radio setup when you sit down. It's like, my mic has to be here. I hold it this way. I want to do this. I want it to be facing my mouth this way. Um, it's important. And when it's messed up, it really throws you off. <laughs> so is, are, you, are you all out of sorts now? Because... Yes. Huh. Uh, down I'm, is up. Up is down. Yeah,
4: like some of you, you know, wouldn't know. Sports are bred. The inside of a radio station isn't the most like luxurious you know, place in, in most cases. What? So, I mean, you know, so, yeah. But some people do like to put their, put their feet up and get as comfortable as you can, especially if you're going to be like, you know, you're Isaac or Souk or, you know, anyone on the one of the shows during the week, then you're here for a few hours. So, especially if you're here in the morning, like, uh and Sprague. So, yeah, one of those things. You got to get as comfortable as you can.
3: Yes, well, Isaac likes to eat his own microphone. He loves to, like, French kiss his mic. Yeah, he's basically touched. It's a very good thing that we now have our own uh, mic screens, our own mic floofs, as I call them. Right. Because of COVID, we all got our own so that we're not sharing mic floofs. But before COVID, disgusting as it may be, and it especially smelled funny, especially in this day and age where it, it definitely was disgusting, um, we shared the same mic floof on every mic. So all of Swag's loud yelling spittle was on the mic that Joe is sitting at right now, and we all shared it. And you know he would go; he'd be in there, that I would be in there, and it was just the same floof.
5: That's definitely one thing where it's like, what did you used to do before yeah, COVID? I was about to say when you think about that it, like, happy change. And I'm like, God, why did we ever do that? That's disgusting. And
4: we complained all the time,
5: but never really like <laughs> yeah. took action,
4: you know, for 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 making a change. So and we
5: realized these like mic covers are dollars. What's the worst like, that could happen, two, guys? Three dollars, you know, maybe.
4: That's that's kind of how we all thought. It was like ah.
5: Who cares? Well, I mean,
4: you even think,
3: it. it wasn't even that you're not even thinking about it like that. That's like, I, I remember I, I, like I would pick off things from the mic screen that other people left on it. Like, oh, the, there's like bros. a little hair here. Let me just pull that bros. out because that's disgusting. <laughs> Why am I touching that? See, I would just take it off.
4: Like, I'm not going to like there was a point to where I was. Um, no, nah, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. That anymore. is true. I just got to take
3: it. Off. I guess currently you don't have a mic screen no, either. Man, just you off. just got to be nice p- careful using your peas. Yeah, absolutely. Because they'll pop.
4: Yes. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. I can never say
3: that. I can <laughs> you do you did it so slowly Peter too. Peter
4: Piper picked a peck of pickled.
3: Forget it. Peter School Piper picked, picked a, a pack peck of pickled peppers.
5: A, a pack? A I thought it was a peck. It's a peck. I first time I've ever heard he had a pack. Yeah.
3: Picked a peck of pickled peppers. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing nursery rhymes or anything like that over here. Tongue twisters. Yeah. In my how normal life. How long
4: has it been since you did a tongue twister? I know those were. Those were all the rage when I was early <laughs> early elementary school.
3: Do you remember what the all the rage was, was drawing that little S dollar sign thing?
4: Oh, absolutely. With the three lines <laughs> yep. there, and
3: then the three lines, man. And then you would connect them, and then do it around. I know people that still can't do that. Still can't? Which what? is
4: super strange. I had a friend that was like, man, I, was, I was never able to do that. I said, word? Did
3: That's nobody weird. teach
4: you? That's weird, man. Yeah. It's, it's just, you just connect those lines, man. It's not that hard.
3: I saw that in the video game the other day, and I was like... You're my generation. Yeah, man. (laughs) You remember being in school in the margins of your notebook paper for whatever reason, drawing S those those 3D looking S's. And then I, I used to do signatures a lot. I would just like constantly work on my signature.
4: Like, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are probably Joe probably, you know, missed that that S part.
5: Oh, no. Okay, my, good. My binder was absolutely covered yeah. in those essays. There's some people
4: that probably listening, like, what the hell are these guys, you know, talking about? Joe's but,
3: only a couple years younger than me, so we, we were very much in the in the same generation you, school-wise. If
4: you were young in the 90s, you know, at any point, then, man, your, your childhood was probably really awesome. And the, the things that you could tell your kids about now, they'd be like, what the hell is that? If I told my, my, my son right now about
3: pogs, like a what?
4: pogs boy. and slammers it's like oh
3: boy i had a whole collection i did, I didn't know how to play pogs but i had a tube of pogs
4: oh man it was it was i don't know i don't know how to they play were like it. they were like the new version of jacks at that point you know so you know jack you throw the marble you try to pick up as many as a little those little things and or throw the bouncy ball that's how that game works it's really dumb but pogs wasn't that much different the one thing
5: i explained to my son a few months ago that made me feel really old and it it just baffled me that i had to explain it was watching a show at a certain time like syndicate i'm Man, like i told him i was 930? like oh yeah I, I loved uh watching this show every uh every friday after school i would come home and it'd be on at like three o'clock and now hit whatever he wants to watch it's all youtube wants. right it's yeah youtube yeah. or it's on netflix it's like well i can just watch it whenever, whenever I, I feel want. like it. yeah if we yeah. missed
4: that show if you missed the first 15 minutes of a show you just missed it there's no to, going back there's probably not going to be a rerun for a, a really long time so I'd if you missed s- that show it's scan
5: the tv guide at the grocery store real quick just yep. to see if it would be on in the next week watching tv watching the show
4: the uh, the, the show prior to that it's like 757 <laughs> just to make sure you don't miss anything or
3: having the tv guide channel Instead I'm of like, being oh, able to flip through the guide, you Listen, have to sit through every I, channel just I go to look. To sleep.
4: I went to sleep on the TV guy channel.
3: Because they that, always had like and, a little.
4: And the time was always there. So, you know, <laughs> everything be rolling. They play some nice little soothing jingles in the background late night.
3: I saw a video on Twitter two days ago. That was uh, it was the Giants social media team in the NFL Giants. And they were showing their young players pictures of things from the 90s. And boy, they knew none of them uh one of them was aol Instant messenger aim which was like the original social media kind of the I original
4: guess. dm homie yeah
3: the original dm man we probably were all on aim huh oh yeah did you have oh, multiple yeah. screen names Absolutely. too i had multiple screen i just names. had
4: one i didn't have time for multiple ones <laughs> but yeah
3: i thought it was so cool to make like three of them i don't know why i was an idiot and uh they showed him that they, they showed him
4: catfishing people with all they showed him well as
3: far as you know they showed him a walkman uh with the og walkman for the tape cassettes uh, and they showed them uh, something else. Oh, VHS tape, you know. And, and they're like, what is this? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you used to watch movies on that.
4: Yeah, you used to have to rewind it, like, all the way. It takes maybe three or four minutes. Or to to you would front. buy
3: the extra fast rewinder that you was on the side of your VCR, and you put the VHS in and it would be like.
4: Or more than that, you know, to encompass all that stuff, a video store. yeah, A place where you could go, like, seriously, there was no place better in like 1992 till till really it closed in like you know the the earlier mid-2000s man hollywood video or blockbuster video on a friday night as a kid you can rent a video game word who lives <laughs> like this i can just rent any game that i want that's available right now man please that was the best time i could I, we'd spend hours in if we could, in the video store looking at what videos you want to take home. I think and- that's
3: the funny part is that the idea is that you're supposed to go home and watch the videos, loitering but inside. you just stood there and looked through all the shelves and you were, like, looking to see, like, what uh, – because they had the actual movie cover in front of the rent- rentals, and, like, you would see which one was in the best shape, and it was like, oh, is this one new? And you'd read the back of all of them. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that this morning because um, I found out – did you know – do you remember the – Old school Lion King video game on Super Nintendo that was insanely hard. I never, I didn't play that one, but yes, I do remember that. You know, you know about it. It was, it was a, you know, like a side scrolling platformer and it was Lion King. And it was, my cousin had it and it was insanely difficult to the point of I don't think either of us beat the first level that hard. And now that I've grown older, people in our generation on like Reddit always talk about that being one of the hardest video games they ever played. Well, an article came out that said the reason they made it so hard is because it came out to be rented at video stores, so that they made it hard so that you had to keep re-renting it and spend more of your money, <laughs> which would then go back to Disney. Oh, Disney, Walt,
5: bastard!
3: Yeah. So they made it. Walt does it again. The problem was was that it was so hard it was damn near impossible. Like there, it was the first level. There is a part in the first level where you're jumping on the giraffes' heads. You can't do it. I could never do it. And it, you know, it literally mimicked the movie, like in the scene where he was like bouncing, Simba's bouncing. I never on the, on played the that game. And
4: I'm, I'm trying to think of a game that just truly frustrated me.
3: Well, a lot of those old like arcade machines at movie theaters, those would just be quarter eaters. Oh, yeah. Like they'd be hard on purpose just to eat your quarters.
4: Yeah. Um, that was
3: kind of the point. I think that's why games were difficult back then. It wasn't for the challenge. It was for how much money can we milk out of this stupid 10 year old child? A lot. Yeah, a lot. And I'll give it <laughs> and I'll do it again. Mr. Mom, arcade can I have man? five more dollars of quarters, please? Like you know, now they have you know
4: the wonderlands and, and Wonderland was around then at least the the Avalon was, but there's no place like when I was young and Joe I, you definitely missed this part Lynch you should have been here for this we had two places here in Portland to where it was just a full on arcade one of them was called Games People Play that was just right along 82nd that end up going out of business within like two years and the other one was Wonderland it used to be in Jansen Beach you'd pay 350 to get in and after you got in every game was free. Mm brand new game so when mortal Kombat and all that stuff first came out like all you do is go up and press start and you're in the game i had
3: that experience when i was in jersey at asbury park for the wedding two weeks ago we went to silver ball arcade and it was the same thing i mean they rented the place out but i guess it's the same thing where you pay per hour but every game is free you just hit the start button and it's all like classic pinball and arcade games that was I, i walked in there expecting like i need quarters no it was all free you just hit the start button and it all worked that was it's i feel like that's something that is that's we could use more of again like yeah we could you know as as the the the, because like at the the arcades at big Al's or at like kingpins you got to pay you got the cards like if you could just go in for a an hourly rate and just say here's this for as long as you can play it in an hour as many times like that's perfect i it is it is. And I don't I'm, know like, how much I mean, money you're going to make doing I that. I love but. those.
4: You know, I, I would love to see just the, even if there's a, se- a section of, I don't want to call them old school games, but, you they know, are. more classic kind of games that were, are still really fun to play in an arcade. So, that'd I mean, be cool too.
3: I'd say old school is probably the right word for that.
4: It, it is, but, you know, old school just sounds so old. Why? I don't know. Because I feel like older. old school
3: sounds good. It's like it, it's it's an homage to, to something them, that you enjoyed when you were younger. Yeah, classic. I guess I mean do old. you prefer so classic not retro retro sounds old too. throwback
4: that's there you go that's better <laughs> throwback that's it's what all I'll it's use. all the
3: same Rashad you're just it's not you're splitting not hairs same. here
4: it's not the same they're they're, they're they're very different we'll we'll talk about it later
3: all right well let's get into the show we are still going to keep most of the things around the same time we're going to move Hater or to 915 we'll have fantasy scramble with Jesse at 930 and 945 as we wrap the show up today but uh, we will react to yesterday's Beavs loss to Washington State. It was actually just a crazy day in college football yesterday as uh, also Alabama lost to Texas Mm-mm. A&M. So uh, there'll be some stuff to talk about college-wise. And then uh, we'll get to some NFL. There is a game going on in London right now. It's Jets-Falcons. Sorry, uh, people from England. This is the game that you're getting. And uh, the Jets just scored to lead off the second half. And they are now down 20-9. to nine. And uh, we'll get to plenty of NFL stuff. Plus, uh, man, Justin Herbert looks good, doesn't he? <sighs>
4: I don't know. I don't know who would have thought about that and would have said that would have happened in the NFL. It's crazy.
3: I mean, it wasn't Mike Lynch. No, it was not me. I did not buy Justin Herbert, but uh, I've already eaten crow on that plenty. So that's all coming up on the show today. <laughs> Texas 503 250 1080. And you can find us on the social meds. I'm at Mike Lynch 27. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Joe's at JoeFish3 F I S C H. All of that on Twitter. Next, though, the Beeves fall to Washington State. Really good game. We'll get to that. This is
6: Football Sunday on the fin. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com/slash 5G home for details. T Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile uses over home internet users during times of congestion.
0: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
3: It is eight nineteen here on your Sunday morning. Time to get into some football here on Football Sunday. Remember uh, the fantasy scrambles at nine thirty. Still not in the first hour, but in the second hour, as we'll get your fantasy football start sit questions in. But let us begin as we normally do with the college foosballs, and that would uh, not include the Ducks this week as they were on the bye, but it does include your Oregon State Beavers who fell to Washington State in Pullman, which is one of those things that you just kind of thought would happen. It's it's funny. It shouldn't have happened the way Oregon State's been playing. They've been so much better than we all expected. They've been playing really well in all their games. But there is something about, let's say they beat Washington and then they have to go to Pullman and play at Washington State, a team that's given them trouble in the last few years. Are they going to be able to win that game? The answer was no. Uh, they lost 31-24. It was actually a really good game, especially in the second half. It was... Uh, it was touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. At one point, there were uh, five consecutive touchdown drives, and then if you want to include the uh, Biebs interception that was early in the second half, you had seven consecutive drives of an extreme event because you had a Wazoo touchdown, a Biebs interception, and then Wazoo and Oregon State traded touchdowns four more times, and then and then Oregon State drove down the field. And on third, and I think it was third and 19, uh, they, uh, yeah, third and 19, they completed it all the way down to the five-yard line, just short of where they needed to get. And it wound up going back to Wazoo, who was able to kneel down the clock and uh, get the win. So Oregon State now four and two. They're two and one in conference play. And it was an interesting game again because the running game just worked. And that was the expectation was against Washington State, just run the ball a lot. It should work. And it did. The problem is, is that for now, two games in a row, Chance Nolan was not that good. And after the first three or four weeks of the season where you're like, man, this guy, that was, they should have started him against Purdue. They would have beaten Purdue. And look at how different the offense looks. Two games in a row, not exactly a sexy performance for Nolan. He had two picks. He was only 11 of 25 uh, passing, which is really inefficient, 158 yards to the air. And it was all the running game that got you uh, the points you needed and got you in that game. So it's kind of one of those things now where I'm just trying to figure out how to feel about the Beavs. Like I was really hyped on them. I thought they were a really good team. I thought they had a chance to, I mean, crazy as it may be, potentially win the North because the schedule was really lined up for them. And you know that you go into the last two weeks, which were tougher, and they include the the game against the Ducks. But at that point, they could have been you know seven and two, eight and one, if they if they kept playing the way they did. Well, now they're four and two, and they would need to win their next three games to get to that same level. I just, uh, I still, I still feel like they've got it. They've got to figure it out. They just need to have a little more consistency.
4: Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't as surprised. I've, I think that's what you know we're kind of taking from this is like we thought it could happen, and I thought we all just kind of I still kind of think it that we're all very excited for Oregon State, and because we're very excited for Oregon State. Uh, I think we might have put a lot of uh, extra on them, you know. We we like we may have kind of piled on them, piled on them a little bit, or as far as our expectations for them. Well, you won these games. Now here, this is the turn. Here we go. You know that was kind of the overall sentiment is they were going to come in here and just probably become the, or at least con- contend to be the team of the North. And I still think they can do that. I think things have to obviously change in order for that to happen. One of which is is Chance Nolan, has got to be better. You mentioned the last two games, uh, he, last two games he's 18 for 40, 200, 201 yards, three interceptions, no touchdowns, and a QBR total QBR of 23.1. Ah, the last two games. Ah, that's awful, and that's you definitely can't have your trigger man out there making mistakes like that over and over again. You do it one game, okay. And last week we gave him, we gave him kind of credit because he made plays when it counted towards yeah, the end of
3: the game. He made the throws when they needed to be made because yeah. you could tell the game plan was just run, run, run and run again and that's all they needed. Well, I guess today the game or today yesterday the game plan was the same. It was this
4: run, run, run. But they did
3: throw the ball more and Nolan didn't uh, just didn't have it in the same way that it, that he did against Washington in those big throws. Uh, we got a text that say why did they stop running the ball in the final drive? I don't know. I don't know. They had plenty of time. The drive started with five minutes left on the clock, and they did run the ball a couple of times, which did kind of sap the clock a little bit. But it got to a point where it was uh, a minute and a half left. They were only on the 28-yard line. I forget how many timeouts they had left at that point. I think they had two timeouts left at that point. And they decided to throw the ball three times out of the four four tries because they had to get the they had to get the touchdown they couldn't settle for a field goal three of the four plays that drive or that that sequence were throws and on fourth down they did get the first down on the completion because of pass interference and then they kept throwing the ball again a minute and a minute 11 left on the 14 yard line through the ball again they had a timeout by the way through the ball and then chance nolan ran it after getting uh after getting a loss to make a third and 19, and then another incomplete pass. It's almost like they got into the important zone. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, when you get down to that time, uh, that part of the field, the defense will stuff the box and they'll try to stop the run. But that's your bread and butter. And if you got another timeout left and you're gaining chunk plays the entire game, I don't know why you you go away from from running the ball there. I think that's, you know, this is the first
4: time all season that we've really questioned Jonathan Smith
3: as far as... He's had some great decisions all year.
4: For the most part, like, he hasn't done anything... And that's really incoherent out there as a coach like he's been he has been relatively solid this whole season and look at their record they're at four and two at this point but that was the one decision I think people were kind of leaving as I was reading you know that was kind of the uh the the overall theme that I was hearing is why did they go away from the run the minute they went away from the run they pretty much you know lost that game and I don't know I think there's a lot of things that go in there that you know made them lose that game chance Nolan's play you know wasn't great Although Deshaun Finwick Fenwick had the best game of a season yep. thus far uh he, he showed
3: out BJ, it, it, it's almost like it doesn't matter who's running the ball it's, it really, just, it's just working
4: they've got a couple you know he's had a couple games where he's had 60 70 yards you know nothing nothing to really you know write home about but this was the first game that Annie put two touchdowns you know uh, and so he played really well BJ Baylor is just a, a baller and so he's just gonna do his thing when he's on the field so I thought your run game was good I thought your defense was solid solid ish at points you know uh, especially in the first half second half not so not so much but I don't know I thought there was a there's a few things to dress up but luckily you don't have as many problems as you may believe if you're a B fan
3: absolutely I mean you're you're in a spot in the conference right now which is just beating itself up left and right Um, I mean yesterday you had Utah beat USC and Utah has been struggling mightily this year uh, I didn't actually see the final score, and my scoreboard is now not loading, but uh, I saw UCLA was playing really close with Arizona at the end yesterday. Did do we did UCLA wind up winning that game?
5: UCLA did end up winning that game, okay. yes, 34-16.
3: Okay, yeah, it was 17-16 when I stopped checking, and I was like, oh, my God, that's Arizona. It's doing They're doing it again. Okay, so UCLA won, but they, they had lost last week as well. It, it's going to be the conference this year that just beats itself up. I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious at this point that that's what's going to happen. Stanford looked uh, pretty good for most of the game against Oregon. Lost Arizona State 28-10 to yesterday. And ASU now might actually be the team to, to watch out for in the conference outside of outside of the Ducks as a team that could be really, really, really good. So Pac-12 is going to eat itself alive, and that's fun for, like, every week. There's really cool, close, interesting games not good for national stuff where you need the teams to have uh you need a couple of good teams for your top team to beat to make it into the college football playoff all right let's uh let's take a break coming up next we'll wrap up our thoughts on college football this weekend as uh, the number one team in the country lost Mm. to texas a&m that would Mm. be bama losing to a&m we'll get to that a little bit more next first joe has sports
7: selling a little or a lot To support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
3: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports Chicago, Illinois.
0: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places.
2: Sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad, on 1080 The Fan.
3: 8.33 here on your Sunday morning. Mike, Rashad, Joe with you on Football Sunday. Hater, love it coming up at 9.15. Fantasy Scramble coming up at 9.30. And you know what, Rashad? Because you just said that and I saw it all over Twitter and I know Joe is a big fan. Next segment, you guys can talk about the fight if you'd like. Really? Yeah. I don't know what happened, but you can, you can teach me.
5: Take it, Rashad. Don't get this opportunity often.
3: Well, are we... Or wait a minute. Are we ne- still doing next, college right now? Next segment. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. A- <laughs> 8.45. You. Yeah. I'll give you the shortest segment that we <laughs> have. <laughs> That's cool. Um, okay. But I do want to go through, before we break and get to that, the insanity that was college football yesterday. So here's what happened in the top 25. I'm just going to run it down. Number one, Alabama, loss. To unranked and three and two texas a&m 41 to 38 yes they did number four penn state fell to number three iowa i should have probably said that the other way but uh 23 to 20 penn state's quarterback got hurt penn state was leading 17 to 3 at one point i think in that game and then the qb got hurt and they scored three points after he got hurt and that was the end of that uh Red River Rivalry, number six, Oklahoma, came back from a huge early deficit. They were losing 28-7 at the end of the first quarter to beat 21st-ranked Texas 55-48. Ninth-ranked Michigan by a field goal over Nebraska 32-29. Tenth-ranked BYU lost to Boise State 26-17. Ole Miss, Arkansas 17-13. versus Ole Miss won 52-51. 14th-ranked Notre Dame by a field goal over Vought Tech 32-29. And uh, you had 19th-ranked Wake Forest get taken to overtime but beat Syracuse, sadly, 42-37. It was a bonkers day of top 25 college football where you saw Alabama lose, which was patently unexpected, especially this year where there's been a lot of craziness in the top 25 already. Ohio State lost to the Ducks. Ducks lost to Stanford. Oklahoma hasn't lost yet, but they haven't looked good in really any of their games Uh, You know, they've had a lot of close games against bad teams. It was like Alabama and Georgia are the clear two best teams in the country. Georgia's defense before yesterday, they gave up 10 points. So the the average is going up a little bit. Before yesterday, Georgia's defense was averaging, giving up 4.3 points per game. Shut, they, were, they were destroying people 4.3 per game it's probably like five something now because auburn scored 10 points ooh auburn's probably they've probably celebrated too you know the if you have
4: a defense that's really shutting people down like that and giving up four points a game and then you put six on the board oh we're celebrating
3: right well now. at least until they start de- did uh, you know that georgia us. hasn't given up more than one touchdown in any of their games That sounds so isn't, without, that, isn't that kind of crazy well it sounds
5: and, about right and with auburn scoring one touchdown yesterday i want to say that they are now tied with their defense scoring touchdowns with how many touchdowns they've given up so like oh
3: georgia you mean yeah, yeah.
5: georgia has like i don't know four or five defensive touchdowns and they've given up four or five <laughs> defensive touchdowns. i mean and the,
4: and the teams are beating like i mean they're you know Clemson first week of the season, you know, and that might just 10 to three. So, like, nothing to
3: that was a hard. That was a hard was game a to hard, watch. Yeah, it
4: was a hard game to watch. But, I mean, they came out with the win, and they held what was supposed to be one of the best teams in the country to three points, 56 the next week, 40, and gave up 13. So, 13 is the most they've given up. And that was in two field goals and a touchdown. Yeah, Fumble! So, so, yeah, this, this, this Georgia team um, is – Pretty damn good, man. Like, oh yeah, I mean, so, they're terrifying. And and really, I I think Alabama's still good. You got to give some credit to Texas AM and how well um they were able to play yesterday. Like nobody,
3: well, they held off Bama because A and M had a pretty sizable lead early they were in that game. Early,
4: like it wasn't like a you know no. Alabama came back. Yes, like Alabama came back and fought. And well,
3: Alabama came back and tied it. And yeah. then they gave A and M the ball with a little time left. A and M drove it all the way down the field and got the game winning field goal. So
4: I mean. So, You know, the Aggies are four and two. You know, so they're like Oregon State; they're not a bad team. The Aggies are four
3: and two, and one of those wins was like ten to three against Colorado who's awful. Now their Colorado starting quarterback story. got hurt in that game, but still, well, Colorado sucks. Yeah,
4: but now one of their wins is 41-38 against Alabama. Yeah, that washes that all away. That's going to Yeah, exactly. That's that's their championship for the the rest of the season, you know. So, this will be before their bowl win or, you know, anything they'll talk about. Their win against Alabama will be what they talk about for the rest of the year.
3: Now, so the current way the the uh, potential college football playoff lines up is very intriguing so Georgia's is undefeated i don't think georgia plays alabama this year so
5: that'll that that will not happen I'm looking at their schedule right now they do not they right. got ranked kentucky and ranked florida in back-to-back games
3: but beyond that they've got a pretty easy schedule left right uh,
5: mizzou tennessee charles uh, chso whatever the hell that stands for in georgia tech
3: yeah i think that's charleston southern uh, that's you're, little, you're
5: on the right track yeah
3: uh, yeah, so I mean, the Florida game will be tough, but Georgia will probably win the rest of those games, and and if they beat the Gators, they'll be undefeated. So Bama has a loss now. Penn State has a loss now. So you're going to have a six and O Iowa in the top five. They're even higher up. They'll probably be number two. Cincinnati's still undefeated. They'll probably be moving up a little bit more. You've got the one loss Ohio State who lost the Ducks. You got the one loss Ducks who lost to the who lost to Stanford. If got Michigan, Michigan's undefeated. undefeated. I mean, I boy, I don't trust them at all. But I they mean, are they are undefeated. undefeated. Michigan. Did, State did you see Jim is, Harbaugh's uh, a little lack of interview yesterday? I did not. So they won the game, and the reporter was running out on the field to get him for the interview, and he just sprinted past her. Almost, it almost looked like he wanted to stiff arm her and push her to the ground. He just uh, sprinted past her, said nothing, and she got no interview. You gotta <laughs> love that Harbaugh. He was like, no. Gotta love that Harbaugh. <laughs> not right, right now. now. Just never. Great A. Grade a jerk man you gotta love that guy. he's he's classic college football douche
4: he really is man there but is a it, type if you're gonna be college football coach
3: looking at the way that the, the the rankings are set up right now we assume bama with a loss is probably gonna have the, the the easy way in if they win the rest of their games right i mean it's just it's bama we, we should probably expect that i guess unless there's four undefeated teams you know, which is very very rare in college football um they're probably in Georgia's probably in, although we thought Bamba would have no issues with AM and they did. Um, I assume Iowa will lose at some point. It just feels like in the big 10, you're going to have a couple of those games. It's just going to be really close and it's going to be tough to win. And then you're going to have a bunch of really good one loss teams. Does Oregon get a chance to get themselves back up in there? If Oregon wins out the rest of the way and their one losses to Stanford, is that enough? If there's a bunch of other one loss teams, like it, going up against Bama losing to A&M, Oregon's loss is worse, right? Yeah, Um, Yeah, of course. Ohio State lost to Oregon. Oregon's loss is worse. So you're starting to get into that little bit nervy range. Like, you kind of feel like you're still – you control your own destiny. If you win out, the chances of you making the playoff are very high. The chances of a bunch of teams finishing undefeated is very low. But you've put yourself in a situation by losing to Stanford last week with – now that there's been some other stuff going on, that you're put, you put yourself behind the eight ball in that I, stupid game,
4: I think you know. But I, I guess, silver lining um, the pressure is off. The pressure of being undefeated, like we we know as we look at the schedule, the chances of any of these a lot of these teams going undefeated, with the exception of Iowa, because they don't have anybody on their schedule. I think their toughest game coming up is going to be against Northwestern or Nebraska, like those are their toughest games. Is that they, it? You know, yeah, I mean, they don't have another ranked team. On their schedule at this point, so Iowa, Wisconsin
3: on the road, is Wisconsin, always
4: tough. Wisconsin on the road. That may be... That, Minnesota's that, that might some be flashes. that actually might be their their toughest game is Wisconsin on the road. But now all you have to, like you said, you control your own destiny. So now all you have to do is you've got that one loss out of the way.
3: Your room for moving. error is you're, gone. You're, you're,
4: exactly. So now you have to go out there and perform moving forward. So like in the past, we've been waiting for Oregon. They're undefeated, undefeated until this point. They lose the one game towards the end of the season. It's like well. There goes that. And so now here you are at the, the midpoint of the season. You run the gamut. You run the table, which we believe can happen, and something weird happens moving forward. You beat Oregon State and which is now a which is now a competitive team. You beat Oregon State in the Civil War. All of a sudden, man, you're you're looking at an opportunity to play in one of the big bowl games, if not
3: uh, I'm be just, close to the playoff. I'm just at this point now getting very uncomfortable if I'm an Oregon fan, because the loss to Stanford now looks bad compared to the other losses of those higher up teams. So yes, you control your destiny and yes, you could win out and you could still be left out if you win out, which is just, it's, it's annoying because Oregon beat Ohio state in the one difficult, truly difficult game on their schedule was that game. And they won that game and they looked incredible the entire way through. And then you you lose to Stanford and we didn't, you know, it's been a week since that game happened. We're not going to do a full breakdown of it, but it's, yeah, well, we did a little bit of it last week, but it's um, the officiating was rough, but Oregon let it dribble down their leg too. They really just collapsed at the end of that game. So it's hard for me to blame officials for a lot of like
4: in close oh, I'm, games. I'm blaming it, them for that no, game. But, but, but in a lot of close games, it, it, we tend to kind of the officials did this. And well, yeah, There's a lot of mistakes that, you know, our team or your team makes in, in you know, in between that time that that kind of cost teams game. So, yes, officials. I'm not going to say they help, but I don't think the officials cost you know, them that game. But
3: that's just me. All right. Well, would you like to talk about the fight from last night? Hells yeah, B. All I saw before I went to sleep last night, I was scrolling through Twitter, was stuff about this fight. And I went, huh, this happened, I guess. I'll let Rashad and Joe lead the way. And there was a big boxing fight yesterday, heavyweight match, that I guess was really, really fun and good and entertaining. That's next. This is football and boxing Sunday on the fan. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about basketball. Now golf and the metronome of your life, baseball, whether it's opening day, the big tournament or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff. The amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies and the rankings of beach style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
3: Eight forty-seven 47 here. I guess there was a fight yesterday, huh? Something like that. People through some hands. Uh, Tyson Fury, that's correct. And Deontay Wilder, that is also correct. Wow! Son of, son of that second one was a kind of a guess. Yeah. Tyson Fury, I've heard of before, but I I I saw the last name and I was like, ooh, what is his first name? I feel like it started with a D. Yes. I was right. He's he's Gene's son. So
5: boxing, uh, Mike over there.
3: right
4: (laughs) but uh last night man was was an awesome fight 11 rounds um Tyson Fury won by knockout in the 11th round I mean at a point man Deontay Wilder didn't look like you know his legs weren't there but man through the through the first four rounds of that fight if you didn't see it it might it may have been the greatest four rounds of boxing that I've that i've ever seen quite possibly wow yeah i mean and Joe. i mean let me know if i'm if i'm maybe just exaggerating or this is hyperbole at all but um the fight started and you know in the third round tyson fury knocks down deontay wilder It's like oh okay here we go and in the in the fourth round deontay wilder knocks down twice tyson fury twice it's like oh holy crap like this is What's happening? Everything changed. Like, like knocked fast. down.
3: Like close to being. No, uh, knocked
4: him out. He knocked him on the ground. He hit him bang, and he was trying to get his loose Well, and, right, right. I'm saying how did,
3: did the official give the taps on the mat?
4: No, yeah, he he was he was knocked <laughs> down. I think mat. I think that's the wrong uh, the wrong sport. But he you did. Mean, like, uh, did he count? Did he count to him 10? out? Yeah, he he yeah counted, yeah. They don't yeah. tap the mat to do. That. <laughs> He's the count of one two three. Yeah. No, they uh. <laughs> So he he got knocked Foxy down. Foxy Mike over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> he got knocked down, you know, so pretty much like a knockout. But so the ref is counting and everything he gets up and then he gets knocked down again. And it was like, oh, OK, we got we got ourselves a fight here. And every time it looked like Deontay Wilder was out, he came back with just this flurry and would just connect with, man, these huge rights. So it was, man, it, it was awesome. It, it was exactly what we thought it was or what we hoped it would be, which was, Man, a heavyweight bout and two gladiators going at it until somebody can't go anymore. You know, you, you if it had been a draw or, excuse me, if it had been come to a decision, it would have been fine because the fight was so good. So we knew who would have won at that point. But the fact that it ended in a knockout, because neither fight actually ended like that. The first fight was a draw. The second fight was uh, it went to Tyson Fury, uh, because they had the stoppage because at a point, Deontay Wilder was like bleeding from his ear, which was, you know, which was wild at that point. Whoa. And yeah, I know, right? His equilibrium was all types of messed up. And then this fight, it was just a clean knockout in the 11th round and it, it left no mistake. You know, the other it left, no question. The other fights there was like, oh, well, did they really win? And was that really a draw? This one was like, no, nah, he got knocked out. He, he got, he got his ass knocked out.
3: Isn't Fury kind of like, doesn't he not really look like a boxer too?
5: Well, I mean, he's gigantic. He's six foot nine. Whoa! But his body, like he kind of looked
3: like he had a little bit of a belly, like a Does. little bit of a dad body. Oh yeah, of it.
5: his <laughs> my buddy just sent me a post from him at like a Vegas pool party, and you can just see him in like European swim trunks, like like almost like a speedo, and it's like. Just so you know, this is the peak form of physical fitness. Yeah, man, it's 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 weird. And, and it, he had like fat hanging off the back end of his like boxing he, shorts and stuff like he, he did just... that for
4: all the guys with the dad bods, man. And listen, yeah, I appreciate, I, I appreciate you. that. I appreciate it, man, because somebody has to be out here repping uh, for 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 all the dads with a little extra, you know, around around there. But last night, man, was it's exactly what you want to see if you're watching a boxing match. Like you want to see guys come out from the from the first round filling each other out and, and trying to hit each other, and that's exactly uh, what happened. And Heavyweight boxing is dead, you know, at this point. Like, with the, all the guys that we get excited for are usually middleweights, uh, flyweights, you know, stuff like that. So we're not really necessarily checking welterweights. We're not necessarily checking for a lot of heavyweights right now. There's not a lot of them. So whenever it happens and you get two heavyweights in the ring, like, it's going to be... It's going to be huge. And last night it was, it was giant. So,
3: so what made this as, as boxing fans, what made this one of the best heavyweight fights of all time that you've ever seen? Like, what's the, what's the right way to put that? Yeah. I mean, uh, all time might be a little bit. No, it's, it's no, that's fair.
5: Steve. I love boxing, but I don't have as much of the historical context as some. And I do think that recency bias gets everybody in all sports. So after you've just watched a game, you know, in whatever sport, you're like, that was the best game I've ever seen. That was the best fight I've ever seen in my life. But the twists and turns in this one were pretty wild. I mean, you had fury drop wilder in the second or third round. And the way that wilder was getting up from that, you're like, this could be over in a short amount of time. And then that fourth round came along. And when fury got knocked down twice, you're like, whoa, uh, change
4: like it changed everything. Changed from <laughs> and it didn't even look like he got hit really hard. It was like I didn't see the hit at all, and then they showed him. It. it was like, Ugh.
5: and it was just in when it happens once, you're like, okay, he got him there. But then, yeah, second time he drops him in the same round, which I think they said he's that's never happened to Fury in his career getting yeah. dropped twice. So you saw that happen, you're like, oh god, uh this this was- is going to be interesting. And then as the fight progressed. You saw Fury, like, close the distance. He was able to beat him up, get, like, little body shots in when they are close, uppercut him. So it
3: almost and sounds like it was you had no clue who was really going to win at the end because it was back and forth the was, entire time. I mean,
4: if so there was one specific point in the fight, and I want to say it was in the um, maybe the ninth or tenth round when uh, Deontay Wilder got knocked down again. So Fury's been knocked down twice at this point, and Deontay Wilder's been knocked down once. And Fury gets him with one and, you know, knocks him down and he puts his hands up. Like, I think he knew at that point, yes, I won the fight. Because before that, like, it was, he was connecting. Like, he hit him with almost 50 more punches. I think maybe more than 50 more punches were landed for Tyson Fury than they were for Deontay Wilder. So, uh, it was wild. And he could have lost that fight. There's what could have been someone that said, well, because he got knocked down twice, uh, Deontay Wilder is the winner. So he needed that second knockdown. The knockout was just the the cherry on top. And I think that's was, was the thing that made it so good. You knew as soon as he went down, yeah, he's not getting back
5: up. And, that's also, over. and also with Wilder, throughout rounds like five through nine, ten, he just progressively got more tired. But mm-hmm. then he would throw these punches that landed. And then I think at the end of round ten, he had a little bit of a, a flurry that it was just like, dude, this guy, is, how is he quit. still He up? doesn't quit. Yeah, but. it was just absolute warrior mentality. And, again, there were some times where I'm like, oh, my God, he is going to get killed because he would try a huge haymaker and then his body would swing around and he would just look lost. And I'm like, dude, Fury's going to catch him. And he He's did gonna in that eleven. But it was a matter of, like, how is Wilder not going down and how is he still getting off some of these punches? Again, the end of that, I want to say it was the 10th round, it was like, Dude, what is what is going on? This should have been over by now. <laughs> it should.
3: So I, I guess my question that to wrap this up is is, is I'm, I'm kind of looking for like a vibe of a fight. Like Okay. Well, well, uh, cuz I asked like you said this is one of the greatest of all time, right?
4: So, so the the reason I think it was so Part great of it's the back and
3: forth, I think it's like the part of never knowing what's coming next. That's that, but I think the one thing is uh these dudes
4: are it's a it's a rivalry. It's two guys that I mean are polar opposites as far as, you know, how they grew up and, you know, who they are. or Maybe not so much how they grew up because I don't know how poor Tyson Fury was in in, in England. There's certain parts of London that are really messed up. Oh, yeah. Like, if you've never – yeah, so – um They generally don't
5: like each other. Yeah,
4: they, and so it's just one of those things. So you can tell, like, there's a, there's a real rivalry there and more than that. But I think there's a mutual respect there for each other too. And I think that, you know, styles make fights, that whole thing that, that they say. But – when you think of, like, Ali Frazier, like, that was pretty much my, not so much Ali Foreman, but Ali Frazier is his, that's his rival. They fought three times, like, that's the the rival right there. Riddick Bowe and um, Evander Holyfield, like, that's the rival. Not so much Evander Holyfield and Tyson or or Lennox Lewis, but those are the rival. Whenever you get those people together, like, combustible elements. And so then you put those guys in there and let them just slug it out. So it's, it's, like,
3: an- part personality of the fighter, yes. part history of them against each other. And then the fight needs to be and interesting. And then they and
4: then they fought each other twice already. So now I know what's. I kind of know what's coming. You know, we've we've understood how to
3: do this. It doesn't sound coming. like you did know it was coming because no, it was all over the place. We
4: didn't know it was coming. I we I thought it'd be a pretty easy fight for Tyson Fury, and it looked that wasn't really the case. He almost got knocked out twice. So, you know, and I think that was the he came. Wilder came back and came ready to fight. Came a different fighter, and you know it worked for ten rounds. It worked, and it almost almost won the fight at a point so yeah it was just a classic fight you don't you didn't know what was going to happen there was ebbs and flows like oh man tyson fury is whooping his ass to oh my god tyson fury is about to lose his fight like that's within that fat it was that quick and the the, the pendulum kind of shifted so it was it was an awesome fight and again if you, you had to it was one of those you had to be there type things they're going to show this on espn for a long time like as
3: we cool. get older very, very nice. Well, there you go. Uh, coming up next hour, we've got Hater Love coming up at 915 and then the Fantasy Scramble at 930. So if you are uh, tuning in now and you re- didn't realize that we started an hour early, hi, you missed an hour. You can find the first hour on the Leshoff Tires podcast on the Odyssey app and tending to the fan.com. And uh, we'll get still get to the fantasy questions. You can text those into 503-250-1080. That's all coming up. This is Football Sunday on The Fan.